what's really important is, I call it, the felt presence of direct experience, which is a fancy term which just simply means we have to stop consuming our culture. We have to create culture. Don't watch TV. Don't read magazines. Don't even listen to NPR. Create your own roadshow. The, the, the nexus of space and time where you are now, now is the most immediate sector of your universe. And if you're worrying about Michael Jackson or Bill Clinton or somebody else, then you are disempowered. You're giving it all away to icons. Icons which are maintained by an electronic media so that, you know, you, can, you want to dress like X or have lips like Y or something. This is, this is shit-brained, this kind of thinking. That is all cultural diversion. And what is real is you and your friends and your uh, association, your highs, your orgasms, your hopes, your plans, your fears. And we are, we are told, no, we're unimportant. We're peripheral. Get a degree. Get a job. Get a this. Get a that. And then you're a player. Player. You don't even want to play that game. You want to reclaim your mind and get it out of the hands of the cultural engineers who want to turn you into a half-baked moron consuming all this trash that's being manufactured out of the bones of a dying world. Where is that at? Welcome to AOD. I am an eight-dimensional galactic being. Blah, blah, blah. Comedian. Do with that what you will. Obviously. Totally joking. Today is December 14th. These podcasts are not going to be date-specific, but for those of you listening to this live, there is a little bonus energy for you. Okay, this is an eclipse. We are going into the most balls-out week astrologically. We have Saturn entering Aquarius again in a few days. Last time Saturn was in Aquarius was March to July of 2020. Maybe you heard of it, the apocalypse. I don't think this is going to be as apocalypse. That's not what we have slated for it. It is going to be pretty fucking crazy. Here's what's not going to happen. You're not going to continue to do things you don't want to do. If you continue to try to use your energy to do things you don't want to do rather than focusing on opportunities being given to you through probably loss to figure out what it is, literally what the fuck do you want? Okay, that's what we're going to focus on. What the fuck do you want? Doesn't that seem like an easy question to answer? 
Most of you do not know the answer to that. Most of you have no idea what you want. Most of you have been programmed your entire life by things outside of you telling you what you want. Most of you have also been sold a lie that things outside of you are sustenance, that they have calories, that they will feed you, that they will fulfill you. And that is step number one. Step number one is realizing that that is bullshit. Nothing outside of you can give you sustenance. Nothing outside of you can keep you alive, can feed you. Okay, well, like literally food can do both of those things, but I'm talking from an energetic level. Through consumerism and codependency, we have been taught that if you just get this body, you'll be happy. If you just buy this product, you'll be happy. This person can, can fulfill your needs. This person can meet those needs. This person can complete you. This person is responsible for your needs. This car will validate you. This job, this raise will validate you. None of those things are true. We are here to experience things from a very casual who gives a fuck place. As if you put on a VR mask and went into a video game. You would not go into a video game. You would not go into Call of Duty. Sorry that I have not updated my video game references in 18 years. You would not go into Call of Duty and say, if I just get that machine gun, then my existence will matter. You would never do that. You would go, I'm going to go experience what it feels like to get shot in the spleen. Okay? That's it. That's what we're here for. We're here to learn lessons, and we're here to feel our daydreams viscerally. Think of reality and experience as smoking a joint. You're going to get high. You're going to be high for a few hours. That's going to be its own experience in and of itself. But this is not going to sustain you. This is not going to bring true fulfillment. That has to come from within you. That has to come from within a core belief that you deserve to exist, that you matter, that you're valid, and nobody else can give that to you. You might think someone else can give that to you, but if you truly, honestly look at your life, you've probably dismissed most people who have tried to give it to you and chased people who had no interest in giving it to you. And that is your higher self's desperate attempt to get you to realize that happiness is an inside job. Nothing outside of you can provide you with happiness. We want drugs, not calories, when we are looking for experience. I am not telling you to do drugs. Those, that is an experience. Here's the difference. My human self is a comedian, okay? Sometimes I would do shows when I was young and still looking for happiness outside of myself. I would do shows and I would do well. And then I would want to hang out afterwards with the audience so they could tell me that I did well. And I would feel so invigorated, invigorated. How do you pronounce that word? How do you pronounce any word? Literally. And I would be like, fuck yeah, I am valid. That's not consciously what I'm thinking, but when I look back, that's what it is. And this is why a lot of people do comedy, because they don't love themselves. And so they get that like 
every once in a while they get to get on stage and then everyone else loves them and then they feel that love by proxy. But that is the equivalent of drinking three Red Bulls for dinner. You will crash every fucking time. If you think I want to get that job because I think it would be fun to experience that, you're going to have fun. You're also going to see there's things you don't like and it's going to be fine. If you think I'm going to get that job and finally prove to my dad that I matter, that will prove to me that I matter. The world will see that I matter. You're going to have the, the high for a second, but it's only a high. A Red Bull cannot feed you. A joint cannot feed you. It can only make you feel a high for a little bit. There's nothing to be ashamed of with feeling a high. Sometimes we get spiritual and we go, oh, no, my ego enjoyed that. That's fine. As long as you recognize that that's a high and that cannot keep you alive, that energy and that self-worth has to come from within you. It has to come from a truth within you that you are worthy of love no matter what everyone outside of you thinks. And that works two ways. You have to be able to know that when people are not loving you and you have to be able to know that, especially when people are loving you because there is a temptation to say, yes, I'm valid because someone outside of me thought I was valid. As I grew up and matured and learned to love myself, I started to get way less comfortable with the accolades after a comedy show. I started to recognize that, oh, this is a very fleeting high. And I would no longer have that crash. A lot of comedians have that, uh, they feel valid and important for a night. They do a show, they wake up the next morning and they're depressed because they tried to eat three Red Bulls for dinner rather than eating a dinner of self-love. My metaphors really... Not great. And then drinking a Red Bull for some fun. I am not sponsored by Red Bull. So that's number one. Understand that the point of wanting things is just experience for experience's sake. This is a great way to look at the highs in your life and the lows in your life. You're always going to have both. You're always going to have both and you want both. We tend to feel victimized by the lows in our life. But if you're honest, if you're really honest, how many times have you sabotaged the highs? How many times have you sabotaged the baseline when things got boring? Did you pull a little thread on the sweater? Did you pick a little fight in the relationship? Did you grow discontent within the job? That's okay. As long as we recognize that we want so much life experience, especially at this point in history. If you're alive right now, especially if you're alive and a little bit awake, you love change. You're an agent of change. You're here to shake things up. You're here to be shaken up. Shooken up? Who cares? Growing up in the 80s, 90s, early aughts, I didn't make that up. That exists. Stop talking shit. You had a lot of screens in your face telling you what you should want. You maybe had religious parents telling you what you should want. We all had a lot of internalized misogyny, internalized capitalism, telling us what is, is desirable. We had a lot of ideas of what our bodies should look like. We had a lot of ideas of what our careers should look like. 
We had people telling us you have to go to college. We had people telling us you have to you have to hit this certain status quo in order to be valid. This is what matters. These sort of things separated us from who we actually are. And the process of what you are currently in is figuring out who the fuck are you. This is a transient phase of life. This isn't going to last forever, but most people have to pass through this phase in their awakening. It is more important than ever that you figure out what you authentically want. And this is where we come to the paradox of selfishness. A lot of what I will say to you on this podcast sounds like I am encouraging everyone to be a selfish piece of shit. And that's kind of true. I am kind of encouraging you to be selfish for this window of time. The truth is at your core, you are part of one big collective. And once you have passed through the energy of guilt and obligation and programmed desire and fear-based desire, you will find that your true desire is likely to be one of service to others, that you have the desire to give. And when you get to that place where you're giving of your heart and not giving because you want to look good or you are virtue signaling or you are afraid of people being mad at you or you feel guilty about your achievements or you feel like you made promises in a relationship and now you don't want to do it anymore but you can't deal with what people will think. You don't want to be the villain. These are all not your reasons. These are all not true. These are all not authentic. And the goal of the phase that we are in is for you to figure out where the internal controls are in your reality so you can begin to program your reality. The motives I just listed exist in the mental space. They exist in the mental space and are somewhat wired to the heart space. So you might experience anxiety and depression within these energies, but they are not your truth. They are programs. They are things that have been downloaded onto your system, and the goal is to clear these out. So the name of the game for the last year, maybe, and the next couple of years moving forward is to figure out in the moment, which is not an instant thing, what the fuck it is that you want I don't know what this is, but something is going to hit the planet and energy is going to hit the planet sometime in the next four months that is going to make it increasingly more difficult to do things you don't want to do. You might notice sudden, suddenly becoming exhausted, time feeling like it's moving in slow motion, an actual complete inability to do things that you don't want to do. Society might shut down. I don't know what it is. I don't like to predict. This is an energy that's hitting the planet. Who the fuck knows? I thought COVID was going to be glitter. But that glitter hit the planet and everyone had to face their worst nightmare. That was what I saw coming. There was a glitter that was going to hit the planet and put everyone into a karmic washing machine where they would have to face their worst nightmare over and over and over again until they beat that final boss. The energy that I see coming now to the planet is something coming from within the earth that will force everyone to line up and everyone, whatever, everyone on this frequency. I'm not speaking for the entire planet. I don't think that everyone on the planet is on the same thing. 
comes up from the earth and causes everyone to have to line up with nature and get into harmony with nature and get into like the normal ebbs and flows, get off of those hamster wheels. Those hamster wheels feel like they might be taken care of for you. And start to listen to your body and your truth and be honest. Be fucking honest. Here's the problem with our dishonesty. Our dishonesty is usually unconscious at this point. There's probably not a lot of you consciously walking around lying. And we do a lot of things. We say we want a lot of things. Got a whole lot of people out there that are like, I just want love. I just want love. Reality's not bringing me love and I just want love. But then you look at your life and it's like, do you? Why are you only chasing people that are very obviously incapable of giving it to you? Perhaps there's a piece of truth there that you're not facing. The luxury of hiding out and pretending like reality is doing things to you against your will is fading fast. This is a great time to get authentic and figure out what it is the fuck that you want, why it is you're pulling timelines you allegedly don't want. Being honest about why you're doing the things that you're doing. The paradox of selfishness also is a lot of times we think we're being selfless, but we're not. We're doing things because we want to appear to be a good person or because we are trying to get some need met. We're going to be forced to become more and more honest and authentic. In order to achieve a state of truly, freely giving to one another, we have to learn to stop giving from a place of obligation. You have to learn to stop giving from a place of this person's going to be mad at me. This is what is expected of me. This is who I used to be. This is what society says I have to be. You cannot figure out who the fuck you are while you're still operating on those unconscious things. We also have to stop giving from a place of quietly manipulating to get something in return. Rewind that and listen to that one again. There's a big program that a lot of us have from childhood where we are trying to get our needs met. So we do nice things for people. There are strings attached. We might say there are not strings attached, but there are absolutely strings attached. If you eat your girlfriend out on a Saturday afternoon because you enjoy bringing your girlfriend pleasure, that's, that's freely giving. If you eat your girlfriend out on a Saturday afternoon because you're positive that she'll be mad at you otherwise, that is not freely giving. That is giving from a place of obligation. If you eat your girlfriend out on a Saturday afternoon because you think that then she will feel like she is obligated to put together that desk you bought from Ikea, that is not freely giving. That is trading conolingus for services and i gotta be honest i'd rather masturbate and not put the ikea desk together if you give things to people and then immediately feel taken advantage of that's probably some conditional love on your part unconditional love freely giving is freely giving i am not advocating giving to people that don't give a fuck about you I am advocating for taking responsibility for your own experiences. Once again, I'm speaking about you and the 10 people closest to you. I am not speaking of bigger societal things. Also, if it's not obvious by the 
metaphors I'm using, I really am trying to get people not to listen to this podcast. It's important not to judge the things that you want. I'm, I'm steering away from the word desire because desire has this weight to it. Desire has this, this, I desire this thing. It comes from this needing place, this pooling place that A, is shit for manifestation unless you want to manipulate. And B, when you desire something, you really do feel like you're going to get happiness or sustenance from it. And that's just for the sake of this episode. I'm, I'm making a distinction between desire and the casual non-attachment of, I want that. I want that. That'll be fun. That would be fun to experience a loving reciprocal relationship. I know that that loving reciprocal relationship is not going to make me feel the love I didn't get from my father. It is not going to complete me. It is not going to raise my social status in society. It is not going to bring me the security of knowing I'll never be alone again. It's just going to be fun. It's going to be a fun thing to experience. The further we move into these energies, the more things like codependency and consumerism are not going to work. If you are attempting to engage in an overly attached codependent relationship where you're making someone else responsible for your needs, even if it's just inside of you, in your thoughts, those energies are getting taken offline. This is essentially a new operating system coming in, and the old operating system will cease to have any technical support as we move forward. If you are hitting a brick wall over and over and over again in certain experiences of your life, this is a great time to learn those lessons. If you are having a hard time learning that lesson, ask yourself, are you looking inside of yourself or outside of yourself? The point of these next couple of years in seeking up with your ability, seeking, sinking, Jesus, fucking flowers for Algernon here. The point of these next couple of years in syncing up with your ability to manifest and attract the things that you want is not just so you can get rich and have a hot girlfriend and a nice car. And those things are fine. Those things are fine for you to want those things. There's nothing wrong with wanting those things if you think that will be fun. But there has to be an openness and an honesty with yourself about why you want them. If the first thing you think when being presented with the idea that you get that you get to manifest reality is I'm going to win the lottery. I want to win the lottery. You have to ask yourself, why is that the first thing you want? There is no moral issue with wanting to be financially secure. There is no moral issue. There is no binary of good and bad. This is a problem as you wake up is you still assign things good and bad. We hear, oh, the ego is not you. And we go, oh, I'm bad. I'm being in my ego. That's bad. It's like, no, it's just that the ego can't help you find happiness. The ego is your employee, not your boss. That's it. But the ego is always going to be like, I'm going to be glamorous. People are going to like me. That's the ego's job. It's an actor. That's it. Its job is to perform. Don't shame yourself or hate yourself because the ego is saying dumb shit, but experience your ego as an annoying roommate when it's talking like that. You are going to be able to hold a 100 perspectives at once within your consciousness. 
as you move forward into this. So I'm not telling you to judge your desires or your wants, but I am telling you to observe them and ask yourself, do I recognize that if I won the lottery, yes, my financial woes. And when you're poor, I've been poor. When you're poor, it feels like if I just wasn't poor, everything would be great. But what happens then is you manifest that money and then because you convinced yourself that winning the lottery would make your life happy and you didn't do that work to establish the happiness, you place the happiness as a finish line of something else, you will get that and then realize, oh no, this also sucks. Now that I have money, people are not genuine with me. People don't tell me the truth. I feel like everyone's lying to me. I feel like I'm being used. People have expectations of me they didn't have before. And now there's an emptiness because I can't convince myself that if I just get money. There's a lot of when we don't love ourselves, when we, don't, when we haven't realized that the entire universe is inside of us, we're not doing that work to heal that part of ourselves that has been programmed to believe it is outside of us. The fantasy of winning the lottery feels safer than actually winning the lottery. As you start to manifest and achieve more things, if you are not counterbalancing that by cultivating your own self-worth, the more things you achieve, the more empty you will begin to feel. And that emptiness is deep and scary. So if you're waking up and realizing that this is a video game and you can have anything that you want and your immediate list is hot partner that gives me everything I want. I want to win the lottery. I want a vacation for life. Those things are fine. You can create those things. But if that's your list, you have to ask yourself, honestly, look in the mirror and ask yourself, do I believe that those things will make me happy? Because they will not. They will not. And you can still create them. It's a little bit harder to create that way. It's much easier to create from a place of this is just going to come with its own complications. Every single thing you create will come with unintended consequences. It will come with its own hardships and challenges. A lot of things you create, you'll go, oh, this actually is lame as fuck, or oh, I didn't, this is not what I expected it to be at all. And this is another reason to create from a place of knowing I am who I am, I am growing as a soul, and I'm just fucking around on this planet. Because when we say that will make me happy, then we get it, and then we feel like we can't just eject out of it. Because we have attached all kinds of shit to it. And it's important to stay in a place where you'll just eject out of it if you don't like it. Because that's what you would do in a video game. You wouldn't go into a video game and then say, uh, getting shot in the spleen is actually dumb. And, but I have to stay here because I decided I wanted this, you know, or what will people think if I bow out right after getting shot in the spleen? You know, it's like, no, you would just go, this game sucks. I'm going to go play the Sims. The unintended consequences are not proof of shit. The unintended consequences are part of the game. You enjoy it. You enjoy the hardship. Feeling victimized to the hardship is not mandatory. You can start to see the hardships in your life as part of the game. 
part of the landscape, part of the fun. If you are going through the awakening or getting into ascension or magic as a means to try to find your way out of hardships or difficulties, you're going to be disappointed. You are using awakening as another finish line to happiness that doesn't exist. Happiness is right here or it's nowhere. And that doesn't mean you're in a constant state of bliss. I don't know what happiness is actually defined as. I define happiness as just a general contentment with the fact that I am playing a game and is rich with experience. And that's it. Suffering will cease to exist to a certain extent. The reason that suffering will cease to exist is because we will stop seeking to escape everything we don't like. We will start to have a more casual, and this is, we're really moving into this energy right now, a more casual relationship with death will make death stop being the tragedy that it is. A more casual relationship with hardship or downtime or depression will start to see these things as part of life. And part of the experience. We will realize that our soul desires these things. We will look back at our life and stop seeing every loss as a nightmare that we never want to revisit. And start to see loss as the, as the rich plot. Do you enjoy watching movies where people just are having a good time the whole time? That will end suffering. Because the suffering is the attachment. It is the gripping and, 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 and pulling and looking back and the, and the wishing that we could have that back rather than looking forward. This all seems very cliche, but these are deep, important truths within the game. Some of you can say right now, I literally have no idea what I want. I don't desire to win the lottery because I know that's not going to do anything for me. I don't desire the relationship because I know no one outside of me can rescue me or save me. Or maybe I already have a great relationship. I don't know what I want. There are several reasons for this. Some of you have a fantastic list of what you don't want. That's, all, that's as far as you've gotten. You don't want the job you're in. You don't want the relationship you're in. You don't want to live where you're at. And that's because you've been conditioned to look at lack. You've been conditioned to constantly focus on what you don't have. This just takes some work within your mental space. Going back to childhood and learning to daydream and imagine things that sound fun. You might be trapped in a little bubble of hopelessness because you've spent so much time doing what you don't want to do. This is just changing your thinking. Every time your brain wants to think about what you don't want, force it to start to think about what you do want. Every time your brain wants to think about how you don't have enough money, force it to use that energy to think about ways to make money. Nihilism is another reason. That is the, that is the window. And a lot of us are coming out of a dark month of the soul where we all had that kind of nihilistic, I don't know, I don't want anything, fuck it all. That is the window between desire and want. So you know now that nothing is going to be fulfilling and you might enter into a phase of if nothing is going to be fulfilling, what's the point? And that is the beauty. That is the sweet spot of non-attachment to create. It's not going to be fulfilling. It's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be experience. That's all you're here for is experience. And you get to pick whatever experience you want to experience.
The Atlantean wound is another thing that needs to be healed if you are trapped in a place of analysis paralysis. You can decide you want something and get five minutes into it and then decide you don't want it. It doesn't matter. The weight of the world is not on the decision of what you want. You should be setting intentions right now for like six months to a year at a time because the world is changing so rapidly that a lot of what you want right now is not going to make sense this time next year. It's fine. If you catch yourself feeling like it's some huge decision that you don't want to make the wrong decision, that is most likely some form of the Atlantean wound. That is some form of regret about either a past life or a current life. And you have to go back and clear that regret. If you're still thinking, oh, I should have not gone to college. I should have not left that girlfriend. I should have not done this. You need to work on that. You need to work on that past perception. Seeing your life from a place, and I'm not talking about processing things that need to be processed, but the final conclusion after you've processed your trauma and processed your mistakes should be that it's all just experience. If you're still looking back with regret on parts of your life, those things need to be healed because they do affect your ability to move forward. If you believe that you made a decision when you were 22 that put your life on the quote-unquote wrong path, that shit has to be healed to move forward. Life just is. And at the end of it, when you're 70 years old, you're going to go, this was the beautiful Well, it's not going to be the end of it. Jesus Christ, 70 is going to be like middle age soon. This is the beautiful landscape of the movie of my life. And all of these pieces fit together. And if I hadn't taken that path when I was 21, then I wouldn't have met this person when I was 40 and wouldn't have had this fantastic experience. And that's where you're going to land. If you are overthinking every fucking want in your life, Look on your past, look back at your past and figure out what is it that you regret? What is it that you're still attached to? What, if, what is it in the beautiful symphony of life you don't trust? Another thing people are afraid of is what if I change my mind? It's fine. Just change your mind. That's it. It doesn't matter. We have been programmed with these ideas of sticking to something forever makes you better. Staying in relationships, that's the way we used to do it. It's like, yeah, we used to do a ton of stuffing our feelings. I don't want to hear any virtues from people who can't experience their emotional body, boomers. Y'all never dealt with your trauma. You stayed in relationships. You were capable of staying in relationships and created a virtue out of that because Christianity had told you to do that shit. You stuck to jobs that you hated to raise a family. No, you don't have to do that. It's perfectly possible to step into abundance doing something that you love, especially as we move into this Aquarian energy. This Aquarian energy is going to be abundance. We're going to get there. It's not going to be on the 22nd of December, but we're going to realize that these virtues, these morals suck. Our morals absolutely suck ass. They're awful. They are worker bee virtues. They benefit a tiny portion of people. 
you working yourself to death at a job that you hate in a relationship that you don't like to pay off debt for a college you went to that didn't fucking help you? How the actual fuck is that virtuous? That sucks. So sorry, boomers and those before you who gaslit yourself into thinking that you were enjoying a life lived largely out of obligation. That shit is not virtuous. It might have been back then. It is not now. Virtue now is be true to yourself. You didn't come into this game to pay a mortgage. You came into this game to express what your energy is, to figure out what it is that you want, to have love while it's love and release it when it's done, when it's run its course. You've come to live in flow and connect to people that connect to you for as long as they connect to you, like nature, and then get eaten by a tiger. It's extremely important to become as honest as possible with yourself about what it is that you want. A lot of times we go, I want love. That's what I want. Like, we're mad at reality. We're asking reality. Listen, reality is a plane and you are the pilot. And up until very recently, you were the co-pilot and your programming, your stories was the pilot. Okay, so your stories would hijack your experiences. You meet someone, they're amazing, and then they check out on you. And now that story is flying the plane. You have to address the stories and get the stories off of the plane, and then you have to fly the plane. The clouds are not flying the plane. The sky is not flying the plane. If you connect to someone who is emotionally unavailable, that is not because the clouds are flying the plane. That is because your story is flying the plane. A lot of people want to, and I've been in this energy where it's like, Okay, well, I want love, but look what keeps happening. Like, why do you seek it from that? How many people that wanted to love you did you decide that you didn't like the way they chew or you didn't like the things that they do? You didn't like, man. I use love as an example because it's a tremendous example of us saying, I want something, but then we really want the story. We look for the story. Asking reality what if is a great way to get pushed into the co-pilot seat. You get into a relationship, you meet someone who's, who's great. They don't text you back for a few hours. And you go, oh, this is it. It's happening again. What if they da-da-da-da-da? You get a job. You love it. It's amazing. And you think, what if they don't like me? What if they fire me? Like every other time. You're inviting the story back in to the co-pilot seat. Now, you also shouldn't toxically, positively push those thoughts out of your mind because then you're pushing them into the shadow. You're pushing them into your unconscious, which is another pilot seat. Instead, what you should say is, I have a story about being abandoned and I am afraid of being abandoned. You can tell that to your partner. I have a story about being abandoned. Now it's right in front of you and you are looking out for the story to try to manifest itself. You are also taking responsibility for your own shit. Now obviously, 
all of this relationship stuff only works within the structure of relationships with healthy people or healing people. If you are trying to rescue or save an abusive person who doesn't understand anything about themselves and doesn't have space to talk about any of this sort of thing, none of this is going to work. And if that's the kind of partner that you're seeking out, ask yourself why. Who are you trying to rescue here? Who are you trying to fix? Who are you trying to save? If you're looking for love, if you're looking for a reciprocal partnership, why are you seeking out fuckboys? This must be the path a lot of you are on because, whoo, keeps coming up. Anyway, going to get this out. Yep, that's it. All right. You can go to jessareed.com. You can get merch. You can sometimes get readings. Check back on Mondays and Thursdays for updated calendar dates. You can join the Patreon from there. The Patreon at the $5 tier, you get two bonus episodes a month. They come out at some point during the month. Whenever there's going to be a good episode, that's when it comes out. It might not feel like much if they both come out early in the month, but it's literally two episodes a month. At the $10 tier, there are weekly, usually, sometimes more. Sometimes they come out twice in one week. Energy updates. Those are live streams. You have to download a different program to get those, but those are live streams. They're interactive. There are readings in those usually. At the $20 tier, it is a live stream where we discuss the episodes of that week. You get to come up on screen sometimes and really get into it. The $20 tier is excellent for people who feel like they don't get to interact with the episode. A lot of people have the feeling like, oh, I listen to the podcast and I don't have anyone to talk to about it. This is a place where we get together and talk about it. There are some changes coming to the Patreon, some things being added in January, maybe February. The music on the podcast is made by Mark Pontius. He is currently at Fat Horse Ranch on Instagram. Feel free to go harass him to release more music. See you next week.